I'm Jason Ariola. And I'm Dominic Chavis, and this is Rock Out With Your Card Out. to figure out what the hell we were going to be talking about this week congratulations because i think i did a pretty deep cut in that but not too deep that you're not gonna be able to figure out especially considering the let's say origin of our theme song so our theme song as we've talked about every single episode because i think it deserves it is composed by chibi tech jane who works for m2 now the connection there is m2 actually has been putting out Sega Ages games, which are basically just sort of, not remasters, but lovingly crafted uh, emulation things with a little bit more accessible options for a modern audience. They've been putting them out on the Nintendo Switch. And the one we're going to be talking about today is one she didn't work on, but again, she does work for the company, so I did sort of want to put that there as sort of just, uh, you know, just being out in the open that, hey, the person who composed our theme song also worked on this game. We're not... Didn't work on this game, but works for the company that worked on this game. There's no connection. We didn't get these. We didn't get this for free. We, you know, I bought I bought the game by myself, but you know, I just wanted to kind of throw it out there. Um, so what we're talking about today, I don't think I actually said it yet, have I, Dominic? <laughs> <laughs> I've just been going for like a minute and a half. It's cool. I haven't actually said what the hell we're talking about. Um, we're going to be talking about Fantasy Star for the Master System. So there's two different versions of the soundtrack. There is the standard one that is part of the or Mark III Master System, which I would say is like Sega's version of the NES. It's their 8-bit system. It's more powerful, but the sound processing isn't quite as good with the standard like chiptune thing as uh, Dominic and I will probably cover a little bit in this one. Definitely. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, Dominic and I aren't too big of fans of the Master System's, uh, we'll say, sound capabilities compared to the NES, so... What we're mostly going to be doing today, though, is we're going to be compared to the FM sound unit version, which is a Yamaha synthesizer uh, sound chip that is originally was an add-on for the Master System. But when there was a, we'll say, console refresh that came out in Japan, it was built into the Master System, or the Mark III, as it's called out there. This adds a lot of, we'll say, depth to the possible sounds. So the sound unit adds an extra nine mono sound channels. It's pretty hefty. Yeah, I was going to say, that's that's a lot. Cause... So the Master System uses a PSG chip, which is... Uh, <clears throat> I'm going to try to teach myself this stuff because I'm just going to say this, and it's not going to make any kind of sense to anybody unless you know what the hell you're talking about. But it is a three-square-wave <laughs> tone generator, which... Okay, that doesn't sound too interesting, and I have no idea what it is. It's it's this weird, complicated thing, and man, I wish I knew what the hell that was. Just for comparison's sake, the NES has technically five sound channels, but the fifth one is basically used for like voice emulation, if you will. It's not frequently used, but the four channels that actually do sound is a 
triangle wave generator, hmm. uh, a pulse channel, and a noise generator. The first two things I just mentioned there, I have no idea what they do. The noise generator is typically used for percussion, so at least I understand like what that is. So it's like when you hear percussion in an NES song, that's basically the the noise generator. Hmm. Interesting. The fifth one, if you've listened to some of Chibi Tech's stuff, Jesus Christ, can we go? We've got to go one episode where we don't talk about her, right? <laughs> just one, Jason. Come on. Just one. Eh, maybe maybe in the next episode, because uh, we're going to have somebody else on. The fifth channel, like if you listen to some of Jane's stuff, I think that's what she uses. As she'll use some voice samples in there. And I think it's her. I'm not 100% sure, but it could be. I hmm. should just DM her and ask her. But anyway, <laughs> so yeah, so we're going to be comparing the two soundtracks. Fantasy Star was composed by Tokuhiko Uwabo. And this was a game that I always wanted to get into, and I bounced off of it constantly just because of how difficult it was. So I never really got the chance to check out the soundtrack. And just because of the thing in my head, I never really wanted to, like, listen to it on its own just because I sort of have it in my head of, like, this game is too difficult. And I have these, like, very, mm, let's say, conflicting thoughts on it just because, like, you know, you kind of get an impression of something and you just don't want anything to do with it at first. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, that's the way I kind of felt with Fantasy Star. So I didn't want to listen to the soundtrack at all because I'm like, no, fuck this game. Seriously. (laughs) Just let it out, man. (laughs) But from the retro circles, like you always hear like Fantasy Star is a great game. It's just there's a lot of I don't want to say archaic, but a lot of stuff that is it's it's old design and it was meant to help pad out the game when you were younger. And I understand like, you know, it's an early thing in JRPG. So you kind of got to cut it a little slack, but going back to it with a lot of modern sensibilities, it's hard to get into. That's why the Sega Ages version is great. If you happen to listen to our Game of the Year podcast we did, not Rock Out With Your Card Out, but uh, Games Junk, the website, the Sega Ages version of Fantasy Star being one of my like honorable mentions, just because it made this game accessible finally. It, it reduces the encounter rate, your movement speed goes up, the experience and gold you get goes up. There's an auto map system for the dungeons, which can be like, you know, multiple layers and they use the full scale of it. It makes the game approachable and we'll say possible to play. Whereas the original, I think I was telling you off the air, Dominic, that the first time I played Fantasy Star, the first battle I got into, I died. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and I was just like, well, I don't think this is going to happen this time. <laughs> don't feel bad, man, because I didn't do much better. I started out playing Fantasy Star online. Um, one and two mm-hmm. and i loved the game i mean completely and then i got into fantasy star universe and i didn't even think to to look back into the original fantasy star so uh you know i downloaded the game tried it out and uh i just i couldn't fucking do it it's it's too hard <laughs> you know i just don't have the time to do it either yeah that's the i want to say problem but one of the issues with the original fantasy star is i mean it's just playing through the sega ages version which like i said trims a lot of the fat out as far as accessibility issues mm-hmm. It's still a 15 to 20 hour game. So tack on, you know, all the necessary grinding and that it takes longer to do it. And the possibility that you're going to get wiped very early on (laughs) a lot and your movement speed is slower. I mean, you're probably looking at a good like 30 hours of a game, which like I said, 15 to 20 hours feels good. It it, it moves at a good pace at that thing. And still 15 to 20 hours is no small investment. The FM sound unit, I really had no idea this thing existed until it's maybe like three or four years ago when I think Retronauts had covered it. They talked about the sound unit being like basically a Yamaha synthesizer built into the master system, just a scaled down version of it. But then I started like kind of looking into it and I was like, oh man, they redid a lot of soundtracks for this thing. And it's amazing how much like cleaner they sound compared to the PSG, I think is what the 
Master System's uh, sound chip is called. Man, I gotta say, like, I'm a fan of the FM sound unit. That thing's sound is really cool. I think it does a lot of great things. There are some things, we'll, we'll get into it as we get to these tracks, but I'm, a, for the most part, more of a fan of the FM sound unit version. Yeah, same here. It just sounds so much better to me. It's a lot clearer. You could hear a lot more. You hear a lot more that's going on. Like I said, man, I, I completely agree with you. It's just, there's some tracks in here, and I, like I said, we'll get to them when we get to them, that I just feel that the PSG version sounds a little bit better. Like, there's a little bit more going on. I think the problem with the, the FM Sound Unit version is occasionally it's limited in what it can do as far as synthesizing stuff, and they also try to keep the spirit of the original track so they clean it up, but sometimes it feels like it loses a little bit because of it. But like I said, for the most part, that isn't the case. There's just a couple tracks here and there that I was more of a fan of the original chiptune version versus the synthesizer version. Mm-hmm. So, okay. So without us going on too much further, because we've been talking for ee, 10 minutes without actually having played a track here. And this is a music podcast, and that's what people are here to listen to, right? Not not us oh, talking. Jason, you got to calm down. I know. I'm, <laughs> I'm sorry, man. I'm just excited. I'm, I'm excited to talk <laughs> about this soundtrack that I just found I really enjoy that I, you know, was so aggressively against because I was aggressively against the game for a long time. (laughs) (laughs) It is a, the soundtrack, um, the OST is phenomenal. And I really feel weird that like, I haven't been into this before and it makes me want to definitely go back and like look into some of the fantasy star soundtracks a little bit more now that I've done this and maybe look into, uh, Uwabo's work a little bit more. So what we're going to do in this episode is we're going to talk about one track per segment, but we're going to split it up between the PSG and the FM version, basically. So we'll play the PSG version first and then the FM version next. This way you can kind of hear the comparison and then we'll come back and talk about it. So effectively, it's like the last episode where we talk, we'll we we'll do two tracks and we'll talk about it after the fact. But instead, this time it's one track, just two different iterations of it. So, so without uh, procrastinating this any longer, let's go ahead and listen to the title theme from Fantasy Star.
So the first one you heard was the PSG version of the title theme. For the most part, again, I like this version, but it gets a little too high-pitched for me, and that's kind of going to be a common complaint throughout a lot of the original versions of these. And the percussion is awfully scratchy, too. Yeah, yeah I'm not the biggest fan of that scratchy percussion sound. It kind of turned me off to this track, actually. I do enjoy the route that was taken, though. Mm -hmm. It sounds like a very happy, comforting track. Yeah, it does set like a... I mean, granted, the first like few seconds of this game are kind of dark, but it's like <laughs> it sets this like, hey, I'm going to go on an adventure sort of thing. And I, I enjoy that anyway. So. Yeah, it, to me, it really didn't match the title of this game. It's just I, I did like it, though, because it was it just sounded happy. <laughs> mm -hmm. The FM version, I'm I'm a big fan of this one. I like this one a lot, but it's weird because, like I said, it sounds cleaner, but it just doesn't sound as busy. I guess like it just doesn't sound like there's as much going on at the same time as the PSG version does. You know, now that you mentioned that, it does seem a little thin as far as the sound goes. Everything else though was definitely like an upgrade. I really enjoy the fact that you could hear the lead better, which allows you to understand the harmonization behind it. Just the fact that the scratchiness was taken out and replaced with the percussions uh, okay. um, leads your ear to listen to the lead and really what's going on with it. Okay. That's the best I can explain it. <laughs> I got you. No, I got you now. Okay. Uh, it, my, my dumb brain didn't quite grasp what you were saying, but now that you said that, I, I think I got it. So. <laughs> yeah, because it's uh, the lead's actually harmonizing with the, the rhythm, which is cool because mm -hmm. they, they both mix in really well and creates a harmonization, which is something that the scratchiness kind of covers, you know? Yeah, it. I think that has something to do with too with like just what the PSG is capable of. Like basically I think only being able to make like three sounds at the same time. Yeah. So and the the scratchiness and almost sounds like a fourth sound just because it's like, ugh, why is that in there? <laughs> yeah. Like I said, that's the best I can describe it as scratchy, but when you when you listen to this, you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. Like I said, you'll you'll hear those that theme basically throughout this podcast with complaints that i might have with the master system version over the fm sound unit version so yeah the fm sound version was definitely a, a nice modification yeah like i said the, the first time i played this was just the psg version and i heard that and i was like oh this is catchy and then when i got the ages version i played the you can basically play it with the fm sound unit or the psg version i, I went with the fm version and i was like oh i like this a lot better That's so much better <laughs> Yeah, it's a lot, a lot cleaner. So, okay, uh, the next track we're going to move into here is the intro. So again, we'll do the PSG version and then the FM version. Thank you. 
So that was the intro theme. This plays over the cinematic that happens at the beginning of the game, which is, you might be able to tell just tonally from listening to it, is not a happy introduction. So <laughs> this is going to be running throughout each one of these things that we talk about, but or at least as far as any of the complaints I have, but the PSG version, it's scratchy. There's a point at like 49 seconds into this into the PSG version, the scaling notes get a little too high pitched, and I don't think the master system does high pitched very well. Yeah, I I agree. It's a not a great pitch to hit with the master system. Yeah, the NES handles high pitched a little bit more cleanly. Like I, you can hit like I guess like the notes the same on the NES, but the master system, they get a little too grainy. And I don't know, maybe it's a little weird to describe and it might just be me, but like anything that high pitched and a little grainy, like I start feeling it in my spine when I listen to it. <laughs> I'm just like, uh, just makes me uncomfortable listening to it. Yeah. It just, uh, it definitely too much for me. It's uh, not soothing to my ears. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah. Now the FM version, again, this is a cleaner and the scaling thing isn't an issue on this one, but for the most part, this is going to be one of those tracks that actually did like the PSG version a little bit better, even if, like I said, the scratchiness and then the, that scaling. Outside of that, like, I really kind of like the PSG version better. I don't know what it is, but, I mean, if there was a way they could clean that up or maybe redo it on an NES chip or something, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but I, I'm kind of more of a fan of the of the PSG version, and that's, like, one of the two times you're actually going to hear me say that on this, so. You know, it's funny. Um, I'm actually a fan of the FM version. It won me over. After hearing the the FM version, the the track reminds me of something you'd hear being played like on a piano, and maybe it's just me. I really do like the soft element that has been added through the sound, mm-hmm. and this track actually sounds a little eerie to me. You know, just a little like kind of spooky. Oh, maybe it's just me. I don't know. You know, I think I, I get where you're coming from with that. Um, do you remember the introduction to the or to this game? Yes. So you're sitting there, and your brother dies basically with for all intents and purposes look like star wars stormtroopers standing over his body <laughs> I, I definitely understand maybe it feeling like a little bit like a eh, like not horror but definitely you know uncomfortable exactly there you go has an un- uncomfortable element to it i agree with you i think the fm version adds a little bit more of that feeling to it but like i said whatever reason i kind of like the psg version a little bit more overall and i think it's just because the FM version always sounds like there's it's missing a little something as far as like what's going on, mm-hmm. but they're always a lot cleaner sounding, and you kind of get maybe what the composer is originally going for. Whereas maybe the PSG version is not compensating for its lack of what it can do, but compensating by trying to be busy all the time. Right, just that fact thins everything down, and I think that's why it just doesn't seem to have that much of a push compared to the PSG version. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, all the tracks, actually. it The FM versions just seem so thin. I mean, the sounds are nice. They're really nice. They're pleasing to the ears. But it loses something, and I can't pinpoint it. It's weird. Yeah, it's a strange thing. Like I said, it's like you listen to it, and just like every instinct in my body tells me, like, oh, no, the FM version is superior. But there's just something in me, and it might just be that I grew up listening to this sort of stuff, like playing video games, that the chiptune version it, it just there's something there that isn't quite there in the fm sound unit version mm-hmm. i definitely feel a lot better that you can't pinpoint it quite either so yeah it's really weird um i don't know if it's just i don't know it just seems so thinned you know just thinned out yeah and i do wonder if part of it like i said is maybe the composer was originally trying to go for something more like that but you know based on hardware limitations yeah what we got with the psg version is with the kind of the best he could manage with it mm-hmm. 
But like I said, it's weird. It just sounds a little bit more full sometimes when we're talking about the PSG version. Right. So. And see, it's funny because uh, I was thinking if if you listen to this song and don't know like what the introduction is like in the game, it almost sounds like this track was composed at a faster tempo and then slowed down before the release. Hmm. You know, I actually haven't like thought about that. Mm. I mean, that's what I get out of it. It seems like they're trying to compose something a little bit quicker and decided, well, hey, well, this will match it better. So let's drop the tempo a little bit. And uh, I guess they settled with it. I could be completely wrong, but it's just what it sounds like to me. Just the impression you're getting off exactly. of it. Exactly. You know what? I, I actually kind of get that. That makes a little bit of sense. I mean, and I'm listening to it. Like, if you had sped that up a little bit, it would still probably sound pretty good. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's something we should have you start doing is like messing with the tempos of tracks. I know. I'm thinking to <laughs> myself, hmm, maybe I should just uh, see what it sounds like. I can totally yeah, do that. Give that a shot. Give that a shot and then uh, release it as something. And then, like, you know, five years from now, somebody goes like, wait a second. All he did was take the fucking introduction theme from Fantasy Star. <laughs> <laughs> Sped it up. It's funny because I was actually uh, messing with uh, some of the Mega Man songs that we did mm-hmm. in one of the podcasts. And I was, I was speeding them up and slowing them down. And some of those songs actually sound really cool when you change the tempo. So I'd imagine doing that to this game would drastically change the feel of every single track. Oh, I bet. Man, like I said, this one too, now that you mentioned that, you know what, if there's a way you could do that and then send it to me, I would actually like to hear oh, that. Definitely. Uh, that's an easy cool. thing to do. Nice. Or hey, maybe we can insert it into the podcast just real quick, like put it somewhere and just like, hey, here we go. Hey, we'll do that. <laughs> That'd be kind of cool. <laughs> so, all right, let's go ahead and move on here. Uh, the next one we're going to be talking about is the dungeon theme. So we, well, actually, this is the first dungeon theme. There's two of these. And the second one is actually what we exited out of the podcast with on the last episode. But that's neither here nor there, because we're going to be talking about the first one first. And the second one much further down the line. I don't even see it in the notes yet. I haven't even scrolled <laughs> that far. So, all right. So let's go ahead and listen to the dungeon theme. And we'll be right back.
So in the PSG version of this one, there is a beeping part of the percussion that's, I'd say a little bit more quiet. Not, maybe not quiet. It's harder to hear over the rest of it. And it's catchy, but I don't know. It probably took me like four or five times listening to this before it finally caught it. And I was like, oh, okay, this is, I, I kind of hear this now. It's like, I'm digging this a little bit more than I'm hearing this thing. <laughs> I definitely caught it. I caught all the little well, sounds. la <laughs> Great for you, aren't you special? <laughs> and I, I honestly, I thought all those little sounds uh, really helped eliminate the space between everything, which is uh, great for depth, you know, with such a limited sound chip, that's something you need to know how to do. And I think they nailed it. I think the maybe the testament to that being a pretty good track is that I didn't notice it where, like I said, you, you, you're much better at like picking apart stuff like that, whereas I'm kind of just, enjoy, I don't want to say enjoying it, for what it is, I guess, but you can pull apart it technically a little bit better than I do. Than I do. Yeah. So you're picking up on that stuff a lot faster than I am, whereas I'm kind of like, I'll, after repeated listenings, I'm like, wait a second. Oh, I see what's going on there. So <laughs> it's kind of like, I can get there eventually. It just takes me longer. Uh, you're, just, <laughs> so. you're just a little slow, man. No big deal. That's <laughs> all it is, man. That's all it is. You're driving a car to get there. I'm, I'm maybe walking backwards to get, to get there. So. <laughs> yep. <laughs> It takes me a little longer, but I get there, baby. <laughs> All right. Um, and now the FM sound unit version. I like this one a lot more. It adds a lot to the sci-fi element of Fantasy Star. If you're not too familiar with Fantasy Star, basically think of it as like, you know, it's sort of like a Dungeons and Dragons, you know, fantasy type game, but it throws in sci-fi elements. There's spaceships, there's laser guns, there's laser swords. Uh, it, you know, you travel between planets. It So it... Definitely doesn't play just like a fantasy game. So it's nice to throw in a little bit of a nod to the like the sci-fi elements of Fantasy Star with this one. Mm-hmm. There's something about this one too. It feels, I think this is probably the only time I'm going to say this, but it feels a little faster than the PSG version too. I don't know if they sped it up at all or if I'm just completely crazy. You know, now that you mentioned that, it does kind of seem like it's uh, sped up just a little bit, huh? Now, wait a second. Did I catch something you didn't, Dominic? Maybe. I'm, you might just be hearing <laughs> things. Well, both of us. Mm, oh. Yeah. Mm, who knows? Anyway. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. Like I said, it, it felt a little bit more fast-paced. And it might just be that the like the percussion's a little bit more obvious. I think that's what it is. That's probably what led you to believe that the tempo was kind of faster. Anyway, for all I know, it could be. You know, for all we know. What am I saying? For all we know, it could be a little bit faster. Just a, maybe like two BPMs faster. <laughs> <laughs> so you're giving me that, but not too much. The bare minimum of what you could give me for that, right? <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> okay, I got it. Thanks, man. They just throwing me a fucking bone here. <laughs> I do got to say, though, on this track, it's uh, the FM version is definitely an overhaul. It sounds so much better, and I think this mm-hmm. version kills the PSG version. Maybe you're hearing a faster beat because you could actually hear the bass line that you couldn't really, well, there really was no bass line. You could actually hear a bass in the FM version, which, which really seems to up the quality. Like I said, there's something about this, the, the FM version that I really like a lot more. And it might just be because, you know, as I played this through the Sega ages version, like actually getting to a dungeon and being able to explore it without being terrified of running into anything and dying immediately from it. It let me like, feel like oh this is letting me explore it's catchy and you know sort of building positive memories with it i guess versus the 
you know, the negative connotations I had had with everything revolving around this game originally of just like, hey, first fight I ever got in, I just got my wipe. You know, it's like, <laughs> yeah, that happened in the original Dragon Warrior slash Dragon Quest, but I was like nine, eight years old when I played that the first time. Yeah, you had an excuse. Whereas this, it's like, yeah, yeah, it, it was a legitimate excuse. It was probably my first RPG or one of the first RPGs I played. And this is, you know, I mean, having come into it, you know, having been playing video games at that point in my life, like for 20 years nearly. So it's like, there was no reason for me to just die outside of it being a cheap fucking fight. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, I, I, again, let's let's get rid of the aggressive tone there. Uh, but yeah, like I said, I, I really dig the, the dungeon version of this. It's, it's one I kind of keep coming back to when I'll, not re-familiarize myself with the soundtrack for the podcast, but like I'll kind of be skimming through it and just like eh, skip over to the dungeon theme, get to the FM version, and okay, it's like I don't mind listening to this at all. I could listen to this not all day, but you know, quite a bit, especially when you're actually playing the game. You do hear it quite a bit as you're going through the dungeon. Yeah, so. I think it was composed well, since uh, like you said, you do hear it a lot throughout the game. It's basically something you want to be able to listen to repeatedly, which again is a theme throughout all video game music. It well, not all a lot of older video game music that you want it to be able to loop pretty well. And this is one where it's a relatively short song and it loops very well. Took the words right out of my mouth. That's what I was going for. <laughs> I'll teach you to just toss me a 2 BPM thing, you jackass. <laughs> Uh, anyway, uh, let's go ahead and move on to the Palma theme, which is the overworld for the first planet.
so the polar track again this is gonna be one of those where on the odd thing i actually kind of like the psg version a little bit more on this one there's a little bit more of a feeling of like exploration to it and i don't know again if that is something to do with it being more busy i guess than the fm version hmm i thought this track had a a nice sweet sound i guess it does have a hint of adventure in it i really thought the way the percussions were utilized was pretty cool it's a mm-hmm. nice change of pace speaking of change of percussion there in the fm version i like this one too uh, but there is something that it does that the f or the psg version doesn't do in the fm version and that's about 30 something seconds into that one like 35 seconds in the percussion does this weird kind of ticka 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 tick for about four seconds and it just feels kind of unnecessary just extra like they threw it in there just to show off that they had a drum machine in in this chip basically yeah i totally is agree the best I could um, put it. that completely cut me off as well sounds a bit cleaner to me though i mean all the fm tracks yeah. will <laughs> yeah for sure like i said it's just that little like it just kind of feels like somebody just like drumming with no real like sense of like what they're doing they're just kind of like hitting it for whatever reason basically yeah all in all i was able to hear the rhythm better Mm-hmm. Of course, like I said, the FM chip's just a lot cleaner. Great rhythm for the leads. You know, the FM version's my pick, man. Okay. I think it's going to be one where you and I are going to kind of maybe differ a little bit on each, or the most maybe, out of everything we've talked about so far as far as what we prefer. I mean, you know, there's there's a few things on the Maverick Hunter X soundtrack we we disagreed on, but for the most part, we saw eye to eye on most of those tracks. For this one, I'm, I'm noticing a trend where we're kind of like, well, I kind of prefer this one to this one. <laughs> Which is good. It's yeah. nice to not just sit there and just pat each other on the back like, hey, we both like this one. Good job, buddy. I know, right? I'm reading Jason's notes. <laughs> totally not just doing that and just going along with it. <laughs> yeah, like I said, that, that four-second percussion thing is what killed it for me. I probably would like the FM version a little bit there, but it's just, like I said, that just weak drum machine just thing that it does. I'm just like... Nope, um, it checked me out on that one, buddy. Sorry. Yeah, I, I hear <laughs> so, you, man. It does kind of lose it. Yeah, I don't know what the hell that is, but hey, like I guess for the most part, like you said, it's it's cleaner. It sounds better. It's just that one little part that I'm like mm, going over the PSG version of that one. So they fucked it up. <laughs> yeah. God damn it! Why did you do that? <laughs> you were so close. God, bad, bad. Whatever your name was, I forgot the composer's name already. I'm not gonna scroll up to the <laughs> beginning and lose it because damn it, I. Yeah, I'm, stick- I'm sticking with my ADC. Uh, so the next track we're going to listen to is the battle theme. So we'll go ahead and get that one going for you, and we will be right back. <laughs> Thank you. 
So that was the battle theme. And I promised myself I wasn't going to say so or all right at the beginning of these things today. And I've already fucked that up <laughs> multiple times, I'm sure. I just caught myself saying so. And I'm like, God damn it, Jason. Come on. You're better than this. You are better than this. Wait. I'm probably not. Anyway, battle theme. I enjoyed the hell out of this. This is a really catchy tune. The PSG version, again, gets a little too high at some points, And those higher notes get a little too scratchy for my taste. And you really don't like those high notes, huh? <laughs> no, there's something about real high-pitched stuff that I just... And it's specifically the Master System sound chip. It just does not sit well with me. Yeah, it doesn't work. I agree with you, man. It's, uh, it doesn't sit well with me either. I don't know what it is. I've always been really, we'll say, sensitive to certain noises. I don't know if you're familiar with like the sound a CRT t- um, TV makes when it's idling. Mm-hmm. Or if you've ever no. noticed it. No? See, it's weird. My... Uh, completely off the rails here but like my in-laws i would hear their tv like i would hear it on and i'm like you guys don't hear that and it's just no it's just like really quiet kind of whiny noise and none of them would hear it but i would hear it plain as day as i walk in it's quiet but it's just something like i've always been real sensitive to yeah and it's only crt tvs like it the regular or you know like the flat the flat screen stuff the lcd ones they don't make that sound, but CRT TVs do. So it, I don't know if it, there's something like I'm just real sensitive to high pitch noises. Hmm. It probably. Yeah, the frequencies just don't sit well with you. Sounds like it. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's really weird. Like I said, I, I literally will f- like those scratchy high pitch noises from the um, Master System versions or the original Master System versions. Like they will literally kind of like it's not a chill down my spine, but I'll kind of like feel it in my spine a little bit when they hit too high. I'm like, eh, like oh, okay, there goes the asshole. <laughs> <laughs> tighten up, tighten up. The fuck are we talking about here? <laughs> I don't know. Oh, I remember. We're talking about the battle theme. Oh, yeah. The high pitch notes are just a little too scratchy for me. The FM version, there's little things in the background that the FM version does. And again, that's just because of what the FM chip is capable of versus the PSG chip that I didn't notice at all until I listened to the soundtrack by itself. You'd be hearing the menu noises and the battle noises as you're playing, and maybe that's what I thought was going on with that. But then listening to it by itself, it's like, oh no, that's part of the track. Okay, that's catchy as hell, and it fits in very well to the point that, like I said, I never really noticed it before. Yeah, hmm, that's interesting. Well, as far as the PSG version goes, I'm definitely not a fan of what I think are the toms on a drum set. They just don't fucking sound good. They sound funny. Other than that, I like the track. Now, the FM version, the toms fit right in. You can tell that they're toms, you know? And uh, mm. yeah, they're they're a little quieter. They just, they fit into the track a lot better. And that bass drum just keeps the track moving. It is really cool. And I sort of got like a, like a creepy feeling out of this track. Um, kind of like there's a spider lurking around the corner, you know, and you got to fucking stomp on it. Yeah. Is it maybe the scaling note thing that it kind of does? Yeah, probably that. Yeah, has to be it. As soon as you said that, that's immediately where my brain went to was that set or that segment of that song, basically. Yeah, like a little creepy crawler. <laughs> yeah. Like I said, man, I, I really dig the battle theme. And you hear this, you're not going to hear it as much in the Ages version if you're playing that because it lowers the encounter rate. But in the standard version, you you know, you need a good battle theme. And this is a pretty good one. It's... It's not so intense as some of the, we'll say, like, like the Final Fantasy battle themes often are very intense, very 
up-tempo. This one's a little bit more... It's got a serious tone to it that the some of the Final Fantasy ones don't have. And by serious, I don't mean, oh, this is stupid and silly, creepy feeling to it. It's not just like, hey, we're going to go here and everything's fast-paced and we're going to kick some ass. This is... And again, that might have something to do with Fantasy Star itself. It's a little rough around the edges to fight sometimes in the original version of this game. So maybe it's supposed to add to the tension of this. Yeah, maybe. I think what really caught my ear out of this track and what made me really like it is just the fact that it's it's such a simple track. It's just really catchy. You know, just that mm-hmm. intro, you know, just that creepy little intro caught me. You know, I like it. Really cool. Yeah, like I said, man, I, I dig. I dig, 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 dig the battle theme. It's... Normally, when I'm grinding in a uh, in an RPG, I'll normally check out, kind of listen to a podcast or something. But for a lot of this, I would sit there and listen to the soundtrack just because I really dig the FM version of this thing. It's just a cool thing to listen to. So, uh, thankfully, I'm not the only one who clearly enjoyed it. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I loved it, man. It was fucking awesome. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's go ahead and we are going to move on to the Landmaster track. And Landmaster is not somebody who owns land or anything like that. It, it is what the tank is called in this game. So don't get any weird thoughts about that. Uh, the word of the day? <laughs> no. It's it's two words, though. <laughs>
so the Landmaster theme said so again, didn't I, Dominic? Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. All right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> God, God Come on, damn man, pull it. the dictionary. Uh, uh, I don't want to. Maybe a thesaurus. Crack open a book, oh, yeah, Jason. <laughs> just, just crack open a book, Jason. Good <laughs> God. Anyway, <laughs> so the Landmaster theme, the PSG one, again, like it, but higher pitch stuff again gets a little more grating in this, and it's more grating in this one, I think, than in some of the other tracks. It's not just the oh, Jason's a little bit more sensitive to the higher frequency stuff. It's eh, I don't know, I. I I listen to it. I'm like, I don't know how anyone is into this when it gets this high pitched. <laughs> you know, with this track, I totally see what you mean with the the high frequencies, man. It's just, it just turns me off. Yeah. If they'd started a little bit lower scaled, I think the scaling up wouldn't have been so bad, but it, it just like starts a little too high. It, it's sort of like the, uh, the national anthem when, you know, you kind of got to like go low at that point. And cause some people's mistake is I think they go a little too high and then they really have to go like crazy high on a, on the scale there. And they just biff that kind of like Mariah Carey, man. She has those whistle yeah. pitches. <laughs> oh, jeez. Uh, some of those are like dog whistle pitches, man. <laughs> Seriously. It's fucking insane, but, uh, I don't like them. <laughs> yeah. 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 Either way. I'm like, Oh, it's like, it's cool. You can do that. Don't want to hear it though. <laughs> but yeah, like I said, the PSG version too high pitched for my blood. Yeah. Other than that, though, the track screams adventure to me. It's uh, mm. just yelling it at me. And it's a little bit more fast-paced than a lot of the other, like, tracks you hear when you're, like, walking around the land, which I guess is supposed to be, you know, what it's implying since you're in a tank moving around. Yeah. <laughs> so. <laughs> Very true. I'm a genius. Anyway. Genius over here. It's got a great rhythm to it. I love this track. It's just, like I said, those those high-pitched tones in the PSG version are a little too much for me. The FM version, I love the percussion, and there is a build-up at the 26-second mark that I just adore. And I'm like, oh, man, this is this is great. I th- This is exactly what I want them to do when they redo or up a soundtrack's abilities a little bit is something like that. Yeah, I agree, man. That build-up just fucking kills it i actually just went back and listened to it and it if it's in so well it was a perfect addition yeah i think it's in the psg version but it's not quite as let's say at the forefront of the track as it is in the fm version it doesn't hit nearly as hard as it does in the fm yeah maybe that's why it sounds different to me you know just it really smacks you in the face it's just up front you hear it you hear how well it mixes in yeah it it begs you to pay attention to it, exactly. basically. But not in a sad, pathetic sort of way, but just like, hey, I'm cool. You should probably pay attention to me. It's like, <laughs> uh, oh, oh, I should. I'll I'll follow you off a cliff if I have right. to. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, let's go ahead and move on to... Oh, God, I wish I had looked up how to say this. Uh, Motavia, I believe. It is the second planet, which is the desert world in uh, Fantasy Star... I hope I'm saying that right. I'm probably not. It's not Japanese, so I can't even kind of fumble my way through it. There could be any amount of uh, weird accent to this thing. So we're just going to go with Motavia and leave it at that.
Otavia is a desert world, and it oddly, the track is very fast-paced for a desert world. I really wouldn't expect this kind of speed, I guess, from this sort of thing. Yeah, the speed was great, and I also thought it was a great progression throughout the song. The PSG version... I keep, I keep, jeez, I keep wanting to say PSG one just because it's a sniper rifle. It, um, <laughs> I'm sure it's a real sniper rifle, but it's I'm familiar with it from the metal or from Metal Gear Solid. So if if I happen to slip up and say PSG one, just ignore that, and I mean PSG. <laughs> so it's just some weird. I, I I typed it out a few times in the notes, and I caught myself, and I was like, wrong thing, stupid. Not not a PSG one. You're not talking about a sniper rifle. You're talking about a sound chip. <laughs> so <laughs> anyway, um. I really like that, like how fast paced this is. It's really catchy, and there's um maybe I'm using the wrong term, but there's a lead that scales up a little bit with some like kind of short bursts of notes for a few notes, and they get held a little bit longer in this. And it, it's in the FM version too, I think, but it's a little bit more prominent in the PSG version. I it really kind of sells me on this track as a whole. Yeah, same here. Uh, that totally got me. I don't know. There's just something about this track. It's just really catchy. Now the FM version. It feels a little bit, again, it's not quite as busy, but it fits the atmosphere a little bit more. You know, like I said, you're wandering in a desert, and you don't expect like this really busy, fast-paced song. You kind of expect something a little bit more low-key. And this still is a little faster, but like I said, just the, the fact that there's occasional like you know milliseconds where there's not a sound going on, that it adds to that atmosphere a little bit better. But like I said, it just it's not quite as catchy or... I don't want to say like long-term, like listenable as the PSG version, but I think the FM version, again, better for the game. PSG, kind of better on its own. Yeah, it's funny because, you know, Motavia is obviously, you know, a desert world, but this FM track actually, like, gave me a hint of, like, an exotic feeling. You know, it just sounds a little exotic to me. Unfortunately, sometimes boosting the clarity on, on a track doesn't always add to it. Mm-hmm. Like I said, Sometimes with the FM chip, it just seems to thin it out while adding more to the sound. It's, it's just so weird. Yeah, I get where you're coming from. Like I said, it it sounds like you hear the different instruments that they're going for, but sometimes it's a little too clear and there's those, those gaps of like nothing going on that exist that don't seem to exist in some of the PSG versions. Mm-hmm that the FM version has occasionally. And like I said, it is like microseconds that you might not catch at all unless you're really paying attention. But there's just something to that depth and fullness of the PSG version in this one that I prefer over the FM version. I agree. You know, in the FM version, there just seems to be like too much space that wasn't utilized, you know, with the sound. It could have just been doing a little bit more. But again, like I said, it's nice that both of these versions exist because... The FM version's great for the game itself. Listening to it on its own, I, I like listening to the PSG version a little bit better. Yeah, I'm, I'm all with you, man. Nice. <laughs> Finally, we agree on something on this damn... on Which version we think is not superior, but kind of superior. <laughs> so, the next one we're going to be listening to is... Oh, God. You could do it. You could do it. Desorus? Desorus? Desorus. I'm going to go with Desorus. So, we'll listen to Desorus and come right back.
odd bit of difference from some of the other, oh, let's say, ice stuff we've talked about so far in other podcasts. This one doesn't not feel at all like an Ice World theme. Dezorus is an, is the Ice World. It, it, like I said, it's it's a little weird in Fantasy Star where there seems to be, it almost feels like a like platformer thing, basically, where it's like, here's the Ice World, here's the really green world that you start off in, and then here's the <laughs> Desert World. It's like, it's like, at some point, you know, you're in the ice world. Why the fuck are you living there? Go to the nice green place. I know, right? What the hell's going on here? The town in um, the desert world is completely surrounded by ant lions. There's like these gigantic, like, <laughs> spider things coming out of the ground. I'm like, why would you want to live here? You're, the town is right next to the spaceport. Just leave. I would just, just leave. There's a nice green world. I mean, sure, there's monsters there, but there's monsters everywhere. The monsters are weaker in the green world. Go there, you dumb, dumb. <laughs> uh, anyway, I don't know why I'm talking about that. So this is one of the times that I think the PSG does a nice version of using its lower tones in it. And I really dug it. The percussion's at a good pace. Ultimately, I think the FM version kind of takes the cake on this one, but the PSG version couldn't really find anything I didn't like about this one. It's just for the overall thing, I think the FM version's a little bit better. Yeah, they were both excellent tracks. I agree with you. Uh, those lower notes do seem to add like an edge to this track, as weird as that might sound. Because normally when you're using, you're utilizing lower notes, you're uh, taking control of the rhythm, but with this, it just seems to like Put, like I said, put that edge on the fucking blade. And yet again, another interesting progression throughout the song, which I really liked. What I really kind of dug about the FM version in particular was just the the bass throughout that the PSG version was lacking a little bit. It adds to that like sci-fi, I would say almost like 70s sci-fi kind of music that the original Mass Effect uh, soundtrack was trying to sort of emulate. There's also a game, I think it's called Subterranean or Sub. I forget what it is. It maybe it's subterranean, but it's um, it's a Genesis game that Gore, one of the uh, writers on the site, turned me on to pretty recently. And I was listening to it, and I was like, oh man, I dig this. It's got this very like synth heavy like bass to it, and I really dig that soundtrack. Maybe that's something we'll get to. But the FM version of this track has a little bit of that, not quite as deep, but it's something I really dig, and it's one of those sounds that doesn't get utilized in video games very much, and maybe that's why I appreciate it more in this. Yeah, agreed. That bass pushes this track pretty far. Mm-hmm. Uh, the feel of this track totally matches the game. So, like, you know, just the game in general. And uh, I don't know, I just like the track. I really like the track. My my stupid little note I put on the FM version is, it's a toe-tapper. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I, I, it's the best I can describe it. It's just really catchy. You just kind of want to sit there, like, bob your head, tap your toe to it while you're listening to it. There's, <laughs> It's just a great little thing. And I'm like, man, I... I there's not a lot in this soundtrack that I would listen to kind of on its own, but this is one of them that in particular that I would just put in a mix of just like video game music to kind of just like, not write to, maybe do like household chores to or something like that. It's like <laughs> kind of moves you forward, but you don't want to be like hustling real hard or real fast or just like, okay, kind of keeps the, kind of keeps me peppy basically. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know, when you got, when you got laundry after uh, four people that you're doing, sometimes you need something to keep you going. <laughs> yeah, you need a toe tapper, man. There you go, man. All right. Uh, so the next track we're going to go into is Dungeon 2, which, like I said, was the one we exited out of the last podcast with. I was going to start talking about it already because I'm kind of excited to talk about it because I really dig this one. But we'll go ahead and save that for after you guys hear it. And then we'll come back and talk about it. <laughs> 
Like I said, there was a lot of good tracks to exit out of the last episode with, but I think Dungeon 2 was just a nice little highlight. It's it's a good indicator of what the rest of the soundtrack is like without being too like in your face specifically about the feel of the rest of the soundtrack. The PSG version in a, let's say, contrast to everything else I've said about the higher pitch tones, I really like the higher pitch tones in this one. This is one of the few times that I'm going to sit there and be like, yeah, I like I like how it gets high pitched in this one. I don't know maybe if you're catching it, but it almost feels like there's it's doing something different than the rest of the soundtrack when it goes high on the PSG version on this one. Mm-hmm. I'm catching it, but I don't know. Like, I can't pinpoint exactly why. It sounds that way. Could be the the scale that they chose to use. It just mixes them better with the high pitch. Okay. Yeah, the only thing I could think of is like maybe there's something in the background in one of the other sound channels that it's doing that it's not quite as grating. That's the only hmm. other thing I can think of, but I'll be damned if I can pinpoint it because I've listened <laughs> to it a few times trying to figure out like, okay, this one gets as high pitched as some of the other ones, but it doesn't have that same kind of like I said, nails on a chalkboard kind of feel in, in my spine with some of the other high-pitched stuff that we've that I've complained about on this. Right. <laughs> well, it could be, I think, that there is actually two tracks playing the exact same scale, the, the exact same pattern, but it's actually an octave lower. So it uh, adds a little oh. bit more depth to the high pitch, you know what I mean? But yet it's still the same tone, it's just an octave lower. Okay, so it kind of maybe takes a little bit of the edge off the higher pitch stuff. Exactly, but it's mixed in so well that you can't... It just sounds like one one track, one single track. You know? I bet you that's exactly it. Like, it's like, okay, so I'm not, I wasn't completely crazy. There was something in one of the other sound channels that was doing that maybe helped alleviate that high-pitched feel. I think so. I, okay. I could be wrong, but I, I think that's what it is. Okay. No, that'd be kind of nice if that was the mystery solved, but man, I... Like I said, I really like what they did there. It was it was one of the few times where I didn't mind the high pitch stuff because it didn't have that scratchy like yeah, sound yeah. to it as as it went up in the scale. So I appreciate whatever the hell it turned out to be that they were doing. I appreciate that because man, it, like I said, this is one of the few times that on the higher end of the Master System sound chip scale, I I liked them going that high. The FM version is what we exited out of the last episode with, and it is a lot lower sounding than the PSG version, I think, even though the PSG version does get a little bit lower, just not quite as low as the previous track we talked about. Man, like I said, again, this is one of my favorites from the soundtrack. It's not quite as like infinitely listenable, I think, as the last one, but there's something about this one that I really dig. There's something at the 49 second mark where it builds up just before it loops that I just, I'm like... Oh man, yeah, yeah, this is perfect. This is exactly what a track that loops around a lot should do, is kind of build you back up. And the the introduction, I think, does a really good job of blending into that. So it was nice that you can see that the composer thought from the first notes to what the last notes of this is going to be and how it's going to loop together and feel, and make it feel like a longer track with it only being like 56 seconds all total, I think. Mm-hmm. The introduction and the intro, the lead, that that's the perfect path to choose because the lead totally just paved the way throughout the whole song. And to me, it kind of dies a bit halfway through. But then at the point you're talking about, it surprises you with a killer lead, you know, the, the climax. Mm-hmm. And see, the problem that I had with the PSG version was, you know, like I just mentioned, the halfway mark kind of dies. But in the FM version, it all makes sense. So... Now that I go back to the 
the M3 version, it just, it's so smooth, you know, and it's actually my choice, but it's just, it's funny. Like I said, after listening to the FM version, it just made me understand why it dies down. It, you know, it just makes it a little bit clearer, I, but I do like the tones in the M3. Okay. So let me just make sure I'm understanding what you're saying. Basically that it's lower or it kind of like mellows out a little bit. So it, the build up kind of hits a little harder. Exactly. And okay. I, like I said, in, with, with the M3 chip, I just didn't fully understand it. Like I said, it surprises you with the killer lead at the end. It's easier to hear in the FM version, but overall the M3 version is better. Kind of confusing myself here. No, I got you. Looking I mean, yeah, I mean, we're, we're throwing we're throwing around a lot of abbreviations, and it can't get a little confusing. What the hell we're talking about? So, <laughs> for me, this is a toss up. I, I I could listen to either one quite a bit, but the FM version kind of does it for me a little bit more. I just appreciate that. But it's also nice that the PSG version has those higher scaling notes that aren't grating, which is really appreciated. <laughs> yeah, and maybe that's what caught my attention. It actually pulled those notes off pretty well. Mm hmm. I don't know. It just, like I said, I'm leading that way because probably just because of that. <laughs> either one. You listen to this, yeah. it's a great version to listen to. It's one of the few times that I'm like, I, you could go either way and I think you'd be fine. It's, I think this and um, the last one we talked about, or like one of the, or maybe the two tracks in this whole thing that I think it's a real toss up either way on which, well, on which you want to go. And I think both of them are. They have an equal amount of strengths. I don't. I wouldn't say they're both equal because there are some things in certain parts that one version does better than the other. But I think you listen to them, it's like, oh, they both have the same amount of strengths. I would say. Yeah, I agree with you there. We're supposed to be con we're like con conflicting here a little bit, man. Come on, <laughs> you know. Well, no, you're, you're completely right. I mean, it's uh, like I said, the only reason why I'm leaning towards the M3 is because I just prefer that sound for this track in particular. You know. Okay. Yeah, no, I totally, I totally get that. Like I said, for me, I, I don't know why I lean toward the FM version a little bit more. Maybe it's just, maybe it's, it, I, honestly, I can't really pinpoint exactly why. Like I said, it, for me, it's a toss-up. I really like this, but I think maybe the reason I put the FM version at the end of the last episode was it was a little bit more of a clear indicator of what we were talking about. Is So if you're incredibly knowledgeable about video game music, and I I'm not claiming that I am like if I had heard that I would not have picked up what the hell that was. So it was like, oh, this is I would have just been like, oh, that's catchy. Can't wait to hear what the hell they're talking about. <laughs> it's just one of those things. Like I said, it's part of the thing I try to do with the segues for the next episode is do something that's not evocative, but evocative of what the game is going to be without actually like nailing it on the head. I mean, you don't want to like talk about the Super Mario Brothers soundtrack and then start with the ground theme. You know, it's like, oh, hey, this is what we're going to be talking about. <laughs> next week here's a hint and it's just okay that's not gonna work that is not gonna do the trick you're right <laughs> that is that that is way too obvious i want to like you know like like tap you in the shin with a with a cane not whack you in the face with a mallet you know oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's the best i can put it so anyway uh let's go ahead and move on to lasik or lasik i believe is how the japanese pronunciation is supposed to be because in the u.s version it's l-a-s-s-i-c and then the Japanese version, it's L-A-S-H-I-E-C, which, yeah, I look at that, and I'm like, that just looks like gibberish, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to move on to Lassic's theme, and we'll come right back.
So Elastic's theme, like I said again, this is, Elastic is basically being built up as the, you know, the big bad, the final enemy throughout the game. Your, your, your whole quest basically is to take down Elastic. And it's a weird track for that. It's really catchy and kind of, I don't want to say, it, it's pretty fast-paced, but you really wouldn't expect this type of thing for a a theme for the, you know, the, the end boss of the game. But I really do kind of like what it's doing, even if it's a little weird of a choice for the what it's supposed to be doing. The PSG version, I think, is catchy. Again, just a hair too high-pitched at some points for my liking. There is a, like, note that scales up very briefly for, like, what, three seconds in that... Uh, how did you put it, Dominic? Um, let me, let me think. It's like, uh, shoot, I don't know. <laughs> is it a little too harsh? Is that what you would oh, say? Oh, there you go. It's a little too harsh. Sorry, man. I had a brain fart. <laughs> That's all right, man. <laughs> I got completely lost. I don't know why. <laughs> That's all right. We've, we've been talking a lot about, about game music here, so I can completely <laughs> understand, dude. I was like, huh? <laughs> it's like, wait, what did I just say? It's like, ah, well, sorry. And see what it seems to do, like that little part that you're mentioning, um, like on a guitar, it'd be referred to as like a hammer-on. So I would mm -hmm. play one note and do a quick hammer-on to, you know, like a few steps up the fretboard. Like, da-da, you know? And, uh, yeah. and I don't know, just in the FM version, it sounds so sweet. PSG, like you said, it, well, like I said, like I was telling you, it it's <laughs> just a little harsh. I, I don't know, it's just the sound, I guess. It just doesn't mix in well. But with the FM chip, it just, it sounds a lot better, more polished, so it's easier to to listen to i guess yeah for me what i think it kind of does is the fm version seems to for want of a better term it seems to slide up to that note a little bit better whereas the psg one it just seems like it takes a step rather than a slide if that makes there sense. there you go yeah that makes perfect sense okay it's like i said it's a weird transition i mean it would be like jumping up two steps on a flight of stairs basically like hey there's no stair there and you just take the step up versus just like walking up a ramp i guess is maybe <laughs> the easiest way i can put it so <laughs> oddly the fm version feels a little bit faster than the psg version which normally isn't the case normally the fm version they're normally not as busy as the psg versions but this one does feel like it's a little bit faster for whatever the hell reason i don't know what they were doing but the fm version it it's nice. It's. I think this one kind of shows the full scale of what the FM chip can do, as far as depth goes, comparatively to the PSG chip. Except they doesn't do it very often in the soundtrack. This is like one of the few ones that I think the FM version does actually show what that thing is capable of a little bit more than the rest of them do, which is unfortunate because you would think the PSG would be the one that is lacking a little bit in that area but the fm version throughout seems to be a little bit more toned down i would say not quite as busy i think is the way i've described it throughout the podcast mm -hmm. yeah i agree man uh, it seems like the fm chip wasn't exactly used at its full potential in mm -hmm. most of these tracks and like you said it's a shame because a lot of these tracks would have been well i mean they're all great tracks but the FM chip could have made these tracks a lot better if they utilized it a little more. 
Yeah, I think this one is the kind of the shining star of it. And that's why I wanted to talk about this one. There, I don't know, like I said, it's catchy, but I don't think it does anything incredibly notable outside of the FM version being what I point to when I say like, hey, this is what this thing is capable of. And it sounds really good. It just, like you said, it's good. It's just, it doesn't make full use of that FM chip, which is a real shame because once you hear everything it can do on this track, it's like, oh man, this thing is, this thing is really good. They just, and maybe it was because it was sort of like trying to build off of what it built originally that it was sort of limited, but you hear what it did with the elastic track and you're like, oh, well, I I don't know. Maybe the only thing I can think of is like, maybe he, he had finally gotten a handle on everything with this one and really like wrung everything he could out of the FM chip and just this was maybe one of the last ones he recomposed on the FM chip. Hmm. Maybe. Who knows? Yeah. I mean, like I said, that's all just conjecture on my part, but it just feels like whatever process it was that they hit their stride with the FM chip on this one. So yeah, totally. So moving on from Lassic, we're going to go to Dark Force, who surprise is the actual big bad of this game with a name like Dark Force. How could he possibly be evil? <laughs> <laughs> It is almost as subtle as the Dark Lord in Sword of Mana being the big evil in that game. Except in Sword of Mana, it actually will sit there and, like, I think at the very beginning, like, they question, like, could Dark Lord actually be bad? <laughs> like, what? I just, oh, God. You know, sometimes dialogue in video games is awful, and that was one of those instances. So, anyway, let's go ahead and move on to Dark Force, and we'll come back with that. Thank you. 
so Dark Force is the big bad of this game, as I said in the last segment. And uh, so that makes this the the boss, a boss fight. And as we've discussed on nearly every episode so far, I really like a frantic feel to a boss fight. And for JRPG, yeah, this thing feels a little bit frantic. I, you can't sit there and like have this like you know wailing guitar or whatever, or just this like crazy fast BPM thing going on with a JRPG boss fight. Because, you know, they're turn-based. But <laughs> would kind of kill the mood a little bit. But I think this does a very good job of that. The scaling of the notes has a good feel for intimidation in this one. And we were just talking about this off the air, and I think we should probably bring this on. That's one of my favorite things about the Fantasy Star soundtrack, is all the battle themes and everything, they never really feel like you're empowered. You always feel like you're one step away from death. And this is one that I think really adds to that. Yeah, it really adds to that for sure. I don't know. I keep looking at my notes and I just see sounds pretty dark. <laughs> that's all I got. So you kind of took the words out of my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a nice change of pace because normally it is like, hey, this is that. And then you come up with the reason. I'm like, why something sounds good. I mean, you know, we talked about that with the Dungeon 2 thing where, you know, the like I said, it for me, I'm, I'm comparing it to a ramp versus set of stairs. And you're like, well, if you put it on, on a guitar and you do this and then I'm like, oh, well, that OK, you die. Oh, boy, man. I feel stupid. <laughs> I apologize, man. I'm kind of like, like I said, I'm, I'm, I'm a little sick off the air. I was telling Jason, I'm, uh, I'm dealing with the cold and my mind is just in some other place and it's just, it's floating around wherever. So that's ah, all right, man. No sweat. <laughs> no, like I said, I, that, that comparison there was like, oh, I feel stupid because what you said, it's like, oh, just like I said, it, you, you add a layer of like thinking to this that I just don't have because I'm not a musician. So <laughs> I, I, I can hear stuff and be like, oh, okay. I mean, hell, even since we started this, I've started picking up more stuff. I've started talking about scales and like the percussion. It's in just a few weeks I've picked that up from. And I'm still feeling like an idiot most of the time when I'm talking to you about music because it's like, oh, he knows that. And I'm like, oh, it's like, okay, well, I picked up this. And then you like, oh, well, there's another layer of this that is doing this. And I'm like, oh, I didn't catch that. Okay, cool. <laughs> Sweet. Got trained the years, man. Uh, Small steps, baby. Small steps. (laughs) (laughs) So anyway, well, like I said, this this thing has a good percussion to it, a good feel of being frantic. And like I said, it really has a good feel of being intimidated of like, this is this is the final boss and you've got a chance, but you've still got to really think about how you're going to fight this fight because it's not going to be an easy one. And that's it. Like I said, that is a theme throughout Fantasy Star soundtrack as a whole is you're never going to be on top of things you are always one step away from death i know i just said that but man i cannot (laughs) emphasize that enough if you're playing the original version of this you are literally one step away from death nearly every waking moment of this game Mm -hmm. the ages version a lot more forgiving but the regular version oh geez good luck you are going to die a few times i'm sure yeah it's like walking a tightrope for the first time good luck Yeah, it's like, yeah, yeah, no safety net either. You're just like, well, let's see how this goes. Take your first step on it. Oh, down he goes. And ooh, that didn't end. That did not end well. <laughs> That's how this game is. That's how it treats people. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Like I said, that was my experience with it. It's just that first battle and like, oh, I just got killed. Cool. So <laughs> the FM version uses a little bit lower notes and it makes it feel more sinister, which I think is a... Uh, you know, probably a good thing for fighting the, you know, the dark force of evil throughout the, you know, the solar system that you're traveling between. <laughs> the, like I said, this one feels a little bit more put together too. And the percussion is a little bit more, mm, want of a better term, subdued, I think, than the PSG version. But it's still frantic enough that it's, I, I dig it. 
it's like I said before, it's a turn-based JRPG. Of course, you can't have something like the Sigma fight in Mega Man X, but I think it does a pretty good job of doing that and still setting a tone for what the actions on screen you're going to be doing. Mm-hmm. And you know, it's funny because I've been saying this throughout the whole podcast that you know this FM chip seems to thin everything out, but with this track, it thins it out, but not too much to where it loses anything. It kind of adds a little bit to it, you know, like the way it's supposed to. It allows you to hear the bass a lot better. And like you just said, it adds more of a dark feel to it, which is something you need for, you know, the dark force, <laughs> you know? <laughs> so yeah, subtle name. Huh? <laughs> definitely uh, gave the track a lot more power. <laughs> Yeah, that's for sure. Like I said, man, I, I really like this soundtrack. And I'm glad we decided to do this because this is one of those weird ones where neither of us is really familiar with the hardware at all. And my familiarity with the Master System is like Zillion, um, the Jurassic Park game, and now Fantasy Star. But so it, it, it's nice to actually talk about something out of both of our wheelhouses, basically. Oh, we're talking about the Master System? Oh, uh, man. That's awkward. <laughs> Uh, have you just been reading my notes the whole time and not actually listening to anything? I, I think so, man. You're catching on. <laughs> like you said, the FM chip in this one is one of those things that it doesn't feel like it totally utilized very completely. And this is one that I think it does a pretty good job of it. But it's still, like I said, for me, the peak of the FM chip in this game soundtrack is Lassix, uh theme. It just, it really, I think, was fired on all cylinders on that one. I agree with you 100%. So, Dark Force, good track. Um, like I said, Lassic, again, FM tracks, I think I was I think I was the peak for this. And it's not like a huge downward slope or anything. It's just like a few steps above. And it, it's just a very high high. That ceiling on that one is very high where the the floor is, we'll say, in the middle. You know? It, yeah. I, I, I don't really, there's, there's not really anything in this soundtrack that I'm like, oh, this is a clunker. I don't want to listen to this. It, Again, when we go over these things, most of the time what we're going to be highlighting is the stuff we really like. I don't want to ever really get into the stuff that we don't like at all. Like, that we both like, no, there's nothing salvageable about this at all. Unless it's a remake and we're comparing it to an original. Like, oh, hey, this is really bad. You should probably not listen to this. Yeah, I definitely want to highlight the good things that I get from these tracks. And, you know, these these games that we actually cover. There's really no point in covering what you don't like. You know, what's yeah. the point? Who, who gives yeah. a shit? <laughs> you know, <laughs> I mean, who gives a shit about what we do like, but at least we have, uh, <laughs> I don't know. We have more to say about it outside of just being angry at something. I'm like, why did I waste two and a half minutes listening to this piece of shit? There you go. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, granted, we did kind of do that in the uh, Link Between Worlds theme or the, uh, oh God, I already forgot his name, but the, uh, you know, the, the enemy's theme there with the bagpipes that I don't like. Oh, Okay. And I did kind of just want to highlight it just to emphasize, like, maybe that will be the last time you ever hear bagpipes in anything we talk about, unless Dominic really digs something with bagpipes in it, because I'm not a fan of that instrument. Yeah, you know, I've never really heard anything that I like come out of that instrument. <laughs> Even a synthesized bagpipe, I'm like, eh, still. You know, that's weird. I, I, we'll, we'll get on to the next track here in a second, but I think maybe that has something to do with my lack of interest in bagpipes is... It has that same kind of frequency thing that it hits me as, like, the higher-pitched stuff on the PSG chip. It just does something, like, to my spinal cord that I'm like, eh, I don't like it. It doesn't, it does, just does not, does not hit my ears properly, I guess. Yeah, I understand, man. I, I, I agree with you. They don't affect me 
the, the higher pitches don't affect me as much as they affect you, but they are, like you said, little like grainy and mm-hmm. they just don't sound right. And especially with an emulated bagpipe, it just don't even <laughs> fuck. You know, who fucking thought of that? Well, we know who, but <laughs> uh, why? Wolf. Anyway, yeah, yeah. Uh, anyway, let's go ahead and put a bullet in the back of this conversation's head here and move on. <laughs> So we're going to listen to the ending theme for Fantasy Star, and we'll come back and talk about that and wrap the show up. So that was the ending theme, and the PSG version reeks of an ending theme. You can almost see the credits scrolling as this thing is going. It's a little too obvious, I think, as a, an end of a video game track. And I don't always think it's a bad thing, but this one, it's like literally like, I you can almost just picture like the, the credits just fading in and out as this thing is going. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's funny because like a lot of these games, well, just a lot of games that I've ever played, like the ending theme always seems like kind of sad. It starts off really sad. It kind of makes you regret beating the game, you know? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you look like Shadow of the Ninjas? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But I thought it was interesting how the track picks up and ends on a high note. It's a great composition for an ending track. Um, the Maybe a little too high of a note? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I guess so, but... It, uh, it panned itself out pretty well. It, like I said, it was a great, great composition for... It, it was placed well, let's say that. Okay. What I was just uh, kind of hinting at as being a little too high-pitched was... Or however I just worded it. The, at the very end, there is this very, like, trill, like, timber-sounding thing. And 
Dominic, how did you word it about like the notes being too high and it cuts yeah. out or something to that effect? Yeah, it almost seems like the PSG version, it seems like it's such a high note that it's a little too high for the PSG to handle. So it almost it, it seems like it creates like a treble effect and it like surpasses the threshold of the M3 chip. It just completely screws it up. It's like it just goes bonkers for <laughs> for a few seconds. Yeah, I'm pretty sure we talked about it on the air, but if not, we had mentioned like Mariah Carey going like really <laughs> high pitch. This sounds like if she couldn't quite hit the note, but kept trying anyway, and her voice kept cutting in and out. That's kind of what this thing reminded me of. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I'm going to keep my mouth shut on this one, but uh, I agree. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll go ahead and say it. that's fine. Mariah Carey and I, and I are going to ever best friends, so that's cool. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, I'm still going to keep but it anyway. myself. <laughs> Sounds good, man. All right, so the FM version is a little bit more mellow. Um, it feels a little bit more suited to what is kind of transpired throughout the game. I'm I'm more of a fan of this one for sure. At 27 seconds, it does this thing that we talked about it again off the air, and it adds a little bit or a sense of triumph to the end. But as soon as I hear that thing, my brain immediately goes to somebody's hand pressing down on a Casio keyboard as these notes are playing. <laughs> it is an incredibly strong like image in my brain. And I, thankfully, I wasn't the only one that thought that. <laughs> <laughs> Not at all. Uh, like I said, like I was telling Jason, it, to me, it, it, it sounds like a standard preset you'd hear on an old Casio keyboard. You know, just you'd click one button and you'd hear a song. This would be the intro song to the keyboard. <laughs> but i totally agree uh they totally nailed the sound if that's what they were going for they hit it on the head you know because i could totally see somebody playing a keyboard just like you you know pretty incredible for me like i like it but at the same time it's like i don't like the the visual it conjures up in my head of just like somebody just like walking by a keyboard and be like oh let me just push this down oh. and i'll push it down again you know what i mean <laughs> so, it, it's not like a it's not a negative connotation in my head as far as like the notes go, I like musically what it's doing. It's just that visual thing in my head that pops up. I'm like, why is that there? Like, <laughs> it, it's a little too obvious that it's a like you know a, a Casio keyboard sound basically. Okay, so it's more of a weird thought <laughs> that pops up yeah, in your head. Yeah, yeah, it, it's not like a oh, I totally see what they're doing. It was literally like what? It's like man, that is way too obvious. The fuck am I thinking here? <laughs> wow. Yeah, I don't. I, I guess I don't know what what my brain does sometimes when I hear shit. I'm like. Okay, that's weird. Don't worry, Jason. That's a that's how this song was designed. It was designed to where you could see somebody playing a keyboard. <laughs> you know, they they totally nailed it. And that is the strength of the FM chip. It is not a keyboard. It is a synthesizer. So it makes me think of an instrument that isn't there. That that's right, there right? There you go. Exactly. <laughs> that's that's what we're going for. <laughs> and also at the end, it does not do that trill noise and. Again, for me, that cements the FM version as being the superior version. Yeah, agreed. You know, that ending part in the PSG version is just it's awful, really awful. The FM version is just so much smoother. And, and again, it's funny because if you were to speed this track up, it would sound like a completely different track, but it'd still have a really sharp blade to it. Maybe I might dabble with this one for a little while. <laughs> Create a remix. That might be fun. Yeah, like I said, this as a whole, originally I thought the FM version is way superior in every track, but the more I listened to it, I found myself not leaning towards the PSG, but appreciating the PSG version a little bit more than I thought I did. And 
found myself, it's not half and half. Let's say 55-45 split as to like percentage-wise what I like. You know, PSG versus the FM. It's a lot closer of a race than I thought it was going to be. Yeah, you know, I, I actually agree with you there. Looking back, the FM chip really made me appreciate the original PSG versions a lot more and really helped me understand them. The only reason why I'm siding with the FM chip a little bit more is just because of the clarity. Yep, I can totally see that. It's also, it's cleaner to listen to. It doesn't feel like it's as busy. And I think the, um, when you talk about the quality, I guess, the lows of the FM chip are a lot higher than the, than they are on the, on the PSG version. Like I, I don't have quite as much of a problem with the FM version stuff as I do. Like when I have a problem with the PSG stuff, the PSG stuff, when I have a problem with it, it is I don't want to say a serious problem, but there's something in those tracks that kills most of the rest of it for me. Yeah. Same here, man. It's just, uh, they're not huge imperfections, but they're, they just stick out, <laughs> you know, they're, mm-hmm. they're noticeable, too noticeable. There you go. That's, that's what I was trying to say in a, in a much more succinct way. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, yeah. All right. So speaking of succinct, we should probably wrap this show up because we've been going a little bit longer than I was thinking we were going to. The next episode we're going to be doing... Man, I want to say we're going to be interviewing somebody, but based on scheduling, it might be the episode after that. So we're going to go ahead and say the next episode will be our first interview with somebody that um, if you follow one of our, well, you know, what, I'll leave it at that. If, if you're at all familiar with anything we do on the site, you'll know who this is. I'm going to try to track down a piece of their work. I'm going to leave it ambiguous because I'll keep it a surprise that... You might be able to find easily enough if you look, but isn't going to be like a smacking in the face with it. So this person has something they want to talk about and I want to talk about with them and Dominic wants to talk about with them too. So I think, uh, I think this, I think that will be a fun little interview. Yeah. It's going to happen. Very yeah, soon. I, I guess it, I don't know if it's next episode or episode after that. We haven't really talked about the scheduling. I just wanted to make sure we were both good on it before we went ahead and planned it, but it should be good to go in the next episode. If not, uh, we've got something else planned for it, so we'll we'll get it one way or the other. Uh, so, like I said, interview will either be the episode after this one or the one after that. So, as far as plugs go, you can follow the podcast at Robico Podcast on Twitter. You can follow me at Jason Ariola, and we can follow you at Dominant Tread. And again, Dominant Tread, don't beg, but <laughs> please follow him on Twitter. I know I was going to say that again, but I, I kind of use that one up already. <laughs> Uh, it's, you know what, man? You, you you got me pretty good on that first one, dude. I don't I don't, I don't know if you could like realistically top that one. <laughs> you you had me genuinely uh, laughing at that one. Yeah, it was pretty good, man. It just came up. Just, I'm pretty proud of myself. <laughs> As well, you should be, my friend. So, so with that, um, we are going to end this episode. And like I said, one way or the other, I'm hoping that the track I play here is actually indicative of the next episode we're going to do and not have to skip over and just be like, hey, we totally fucked that uh, segue up. But uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so anyway, um, thanks for listening to Rock Out With Your Card Out. Let me just say, I appreciate everyone that's listened. I am amazed at how well this podcast is doing. And I, Dominic and I both appreciate the hell out of everybody listening. Oh yeah, definitely. Thank you guys. Uh, it, it's awesome. I'm, I'm glad to be doing this and I'm glad there's people that are actually listening to this. So thank you guys. Yeah. And if you want to show your appreciation for us doing this, why not drop us a review on 
uh, the podcast uh, catcher of your choice. If you listen to iTunes or Google Play or Stitcher or uh, what's Spotify. that other one? Spotify. God, thank you. Thank you. I was just going to say that, that. That's what I forgot the last time that I was trying to get you to pull. <laughs> um, yeah, leave us a review on those. We're, we're available in pretty much any format you can think of with podcasts. And if you can leave a review, it would help get the good word of Roby Co. out there. Yeah, review us. Give us a good review. <laughs> uh you know what? I, I I'm not like Dominic. Jason Ariola does beg, so please do it. <laughs> yeah, I don't beg, but if you could please just review us. <laughs> and you know what? Um, yeah, or share us. Uh, you know, yeah. let somebody know that you're listening to this that you like, or you know, let somebody know that isn't listening to this. Check it out because I think we've got a pretty strong podcast here, especially considering we're i think what six episodes in now and we've really hit our stride pretty well and man let me tell you having dominic on the show has really helped my understanding of music like i said my my vocabulary and understanding of stuff has grown exponentially since we started and i can only imagine within you know the next like six months of us doing this i am gonna finally not sound like a complete fucking dumbass when i talk about video game music (laughs) i am looking forward to that so so much (laughs) it'll happen man yeah. I wish my theory was a little bit better. Well, shit, I haven't even used any theory. What am I talking about? So maybe I will introduce some theory in uh, some of the upcoming podcasts and uh, hopefully introduce you to uh, you broaden your horizon. You certainly broaden my horizon as far as like understanding of stuff goes. So we've got that. And I'm bringing my debilitating need to listen to video game music to some sort of useful uh, thing out here now. <laughs> so... <laughs> So at least I'm introducing you to video game music and you're introducing me to like why music works in some ways. So that's, uh, it's been a nice little, uh, symbiotic relationship of sorts. Yeah. It's been working out really well, actually. (laughs) So without uh, patting each other on the back or circle jerking enough, uh, around anymore. Yeah. Wait, wait, what? Okay. Anyway, uh, awkward. (laughs) Dominic, I love you, man, but not that much, dude. Come on. All right, so thanks for listening to Roico, and we will talk to you guys next time.